0: Welcome to another exciting episode of The Street Photography Show with me, your host, Mark Rossi. Welcome to the show, Sophie.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Really nice having you here. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing great. I'm very excited for my first ever interview.
0: (laughs) Think of it as a discussion. (laughs) So how did you get into photography and specifically, how did you get into street photography?
1: I don't think anybody really starts out <laughs> in street photography. I think it takes a little bit of maybe uh, working up to that. But uh, I'm fairly new to all this. I really just started during the pandemic. I had I did a lot of dancing previously as my hobby, partner dancing specifically. And then when the COVID lockdown happens, I couldn't do that anymore. And so I was on the lookout for a new hobby, a socially distant hobby, of course, <laughs> And so taking pictures was was something that fit the bill that I could do by myself and far away from other people. And yeah, my uh my brother, uh who lives in Ottawa, uh he had an old DSLR, a Nikon, and he didn't really need it anymore, so he mailed it to me, wrapped in about 50 million layers of bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> protected like a little baby. And um, so I just uh, started using this old camera hand-me-down for my brother. And uh, yeah, for first, because it was locked down, there was not a lot going on. So I was just taking a lot of pictures of the the flowers in my garden, my neighbor's front yards, (laughs) that kind of thing. But as I started to follow more Facebook groups and things like that, I always thought, oh, it would be so cool to do street photography. That's so interesting. I love this genre, but I am too shy. <laughs> <laughs> way too shy. No way.
0: Do you know what camera model it is?
1: Yeah. So the one, the one that my brother sent me was a Nikon D60. Okay. So it was pretty um, entry-level DSLR, not the newest, hottest by any stretch. I did use it for quite a while. Uh, It had some limitations that frustrated me. I resisted upgrading because, you know, I didn't want to be one of those people that blame the tool. So I was thinking, no, it's just I just got to work on my my technique, everything like that. And after a while, I was like, no, I just (laughs) time to get my own camera.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's the right way to do it. I think a lot of people have gas, right? gear acquisition syndrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 that's great that you have that attitude. I was guilty of having gas. I have really dialed it down now. It, it, that's the important thing, right? It's not the camera, it's the technique. You hit it right on the nail, right? Yeah. Now, what kind of lens do you have on that camera? Is it a zoom? Is it a prime?
1: I did end up buying my own camera eventually. So, so the one that I use now is a Z50
0: oh okay yeah
1: so I have I have the zoom the kit lens that came with it and I did acquire a little bit of additional gear so I did end up getting a yeah 1, 1.8 uh prime lens but I I think that's that's good enough for me for now I think I maybe have the opposite problem <laughs> from gear acquisition syndrome which is that I, I don't like spending too much money on things which is maybe a big problem with photography being a particularly expensive hobby but uh, I really want to, you know, get get the most of, out of what I already have.
0: Well, that's what counts. Yeah. So what's the focal length of the prime that you bought?
1: It's a 35 millimeter.
0: Okay, so you may know that there's that, you know, that debate where people say, oh, you got to use a 50. No, you you have to use a 35. Otherwise, you know, go home, right?
1: Right. But um, my camera is actually a crop sensor camera. If I did the math correctly, it's kind of the equivalent of a 50 millimeter on a. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, so
0: okay, I got you. So your focal length is actually 50.
1: Yeah, yeah, effectively. Okay,
0: yeah, I know. With this, uh, with these crop sensors now, you really have to take that into consideration. It's not like the old days, right? like in the 80s when you said you had a 35, you had a 35. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. Like in my case, I shoot Olympus. I have uh, OMD EM10 and I have the Mark 1. I. I have the first generation camera and I have two of them and I love them. I don't actually think I'll ever buy another camera unless they get really obsolete or they die. <laughs> but I have been using those for about a decade now and I love them and I have no reason to upgrade or to buy anything because they're still producing images that I'm happy with when I'm done. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you are into dancing, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. the, the dancing, uh, the, the types that I do mostly are swing dancing.
0: The reason why I bring that up is because it sounds like you're an artistic person, and I'm assuming that you've been like that for a while, if not all your life?
1: Um, I'm I'm not sure. Well, I certainly did do music when I was younger. I guess So. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess so. But I think photography is the first time that I've done more creating. When I played music, I didn't compose. I just, you know, reproduced what was in the sheet music. Yes, there's a little bit of expression there. But I think photography is certainly the furthest that I've gone in in an artistic direction so far.
0: It's interesting because you mentioned you started when the pandemic hit. Yeah. (laughs) And it seems to be a reoccurring thing I'm hearing so when you decided to start doing some photography because at least it gets you out you know moving walking down the street and active when you were doing that at that time what was your initial reaction to that experience you know walking around with the camera what do you remember that let's say that first few times you went out or that first week do you remember what it felt like
1: I think I felt like a little bit of a fraud because <laughs> here I was with this you know big fancy camera and really no idea how to use it. And, you know, people would see me with it and would assume that I knew what I was doing when I absolutely did not. I do love uh, just learning new things in general. And so I think another big aspect of it was just I loved figuring it out and, you know, learning what happened. It was. And yeah, yeah, there was there was just so much to There was always so much to to dive into, learn more about, watch YouTube videos about. So I had this, yeah, I I tend to get really obsessed about things when I first get into them. So it was maybe a little bit of a combination of those two things, like a little bit of imposter syndrome and a little bit of, you know, excitement and obsession with it.
0: And to be clear, when you went out on the street, you had the new camera?
1: No, this is still with the old camera.
0: Okay, so you had the older camera that your brother from Ottawa gave you.
1: Yeah, but it was it was a big honking one, it was heavy. <laughs> obvious.
0: <laughs> not very stealthy. No, nope,
1: not not in the least. Mm-mm.
0: And then when you were on the street, right? Like did you because you know, you're fairly new at it, let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. Did you get frustrated at times? And if you did, how did you get over that?
1: I, I don't know about frustrated. I would say I was more um, terrified. <laughs> I didn't really get into street photography at the beginning. I actually only just got into street photography specifically earlier this year. And that was on a when I went on a trip to Buenos Aires in Argentina. And the reason for that was, I think, because I realized that I've may never have an opportunity to go back to Argentina. And another part of it was that I thought, well, you know, nobody here knows who I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and it sounds like a beautiful place, actually.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so because I was was on that trip, I became a lot more brave all of a sudden. And then I kind of realized that I was capable of this and I could do it. It was not as scary as I thought. And uh, that was kind of the, the the origin, the moment of it for me.
0: So when you say you were terrified and able to overcome it, you obviously mean the fear of approaching people and just taking their picture, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there's always a fear of how, how people will react. <laughs> and maybe I've been very, very lucky, but I actually haven't had a, a very significant negative reaction yet uh, from anyone. Uh, a couple of people have, have noticed me after I've taken their picture and actually reacted really positively, like smiling or giving me a thumbs up or something. So every time that happens, it kind of the, the courage builds.
0: Well, you're doing something right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it also helps that I'm, you know, I'm kind of an inoffensive looking young woman. (laughs) So maybe that gives me (laughs) a little bit of leeway that others may not get. Yeah.
0: So you're obviously shooting with the camera up to your eye, correct?
1: I don't usually shoot it up to my eye because I have I wear glasses and I find that they get in the way. So I usually use the, the LCD screen uh, on the back of my Z50 and hold it like kind of more or less at chest level or sometimes from the hip if I'm being uh, extra sneaky.
0: I'll tell you right now, that's a technique that in most cases, people I have found because I shoot like that as well, but I also shoot film cameras and I still use my Olympus digital camera much like I used to use my film cameras back in the day and and how I use them today when I use them. And I'll tell you right now that when a person does see a camera at about your chest level, they kind of scratch their heads. Like it's just a human thing they do in their heads. They, They scratch their head and they're like, is she taking a picture? So- in that moment they're like well I'll just be nice because I'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm going to tell you that right now so I would challenge you try to, if you can, I mean, if you can't, that's fine. Cause you say you have glasses, it's difficult, but if you do try to shoot with a camera up to your eye, then you, I'm positive you'll get a different reaction in some cases. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I like that too, because you know, with my camera, my Olympus camera, I can literally just hold it at my, you know, at my, at my, at my waist or, you know, mid chest or wherever. And it's so quiet. They can't hear it. Like I can barely hear it. And so they don't know if you're just maybe looking at the camera and filling around with it, or if you're actually taking a picture, right? In fact, I've had some people say to me, did you just take a picture of me, but in a non-offensive tone? Do you know what I mean? Because they weren't sure. And so I'll just say, no, I didn't. I was just messing around with my camera. There was a sign. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. You <laughs> oh wow. Well, you know, I'm a street photographer, so <laughs> sometimes we have to do what we have to do, but... <laughs> But no, it's just, you know, it's it, it, it depends on the person too. If I think the guy is going to beat me up or give me a negative reaction, then yeah, I'm not going to tell him I took a picture, right? I mean, I don't want to get my butt kicked. I mean, I've had some interesting encounters. I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about street photography. It challenges me to do something that I otherwise wouldn't do. And I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm 100% a master at it. No, I mean, I'm still learning every day. I try my best. I still give it the effort.
1: Is there an advantage to uh, to shooting up from your at your eye rather than using the screen?
0: I think it's quicker. For example, I don't know if you, if you shoot film or if you have shot film, if you're using a film camera, you have to do it. And if you're using zone focus, well, you don't even have to worry about focusing. You just go up to your eye, snap and down. You know, there's that. I think also the fact that it builds confidence, Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I think that's the other advantage to it. I, in fact, I would say from my perspective anyways, and if any of the listeners have some input, they can drop a note down in the comments below, but I honestly think those would be the main points just off the top of my head
1: maybe if i get contacts <laughs> i can give that a shot but yeah the the glasses are a bit of an obstacle there for me unfortunately
0: yeah i wear glasses too actually so i i don't uh, i don't know i don't really care if they get scratched or because i know what you mean It's sometimes it's hard to get your eye inside that viewfinder to see the entire picture is that what you're getting at
1: exactly yeah
0: Um, I will tell you that some cameras have better magnification in their viewfinders than others. So the higher end cameras will tend to have that. Like I know when you're looking into a Sony, um, I don't remember the model I was looking at, I think it was the A7, but I mean, the thing was just so big and bright. It was just amazing to look into, right? And I've used some really bad cameras as well, (laughs) where it's like, oh my God, I got to kind of tilt my eye over here this way to see up there. And then I got to go, like, you know, I got to tilt it this way to go to the other corner just a nuisance. So I I, I can understand what you're saying. What inspires you when you're out on the streets?
1: So what I really love is interactions. Often it's interactions between people or even interactions between a person and an animal or a person and a thing. But um, that's really what I look for because I think there's just, there's a lot of story in those moments. I'm not as interested in walking down the street. I see someone wearing like a strange, (laughs) strange costume, or there's something unusual looking about them. Oh, and take a picture of that. I'm not really about that. It's more about to me like the human moments, like like someone you know selling a hot dog to someone else, or or that kind of thing. So that's what I see. I think like many of us, when I see like some interesting lights, some interesting shadows, that's always turns my eye. But I actually uh, heard. good tip recently from one of the photographers I follow on Instagram called uh, Sean Tucker. And I don't think he came up with this. I think he got it from someone else. But he called it basically the shoulder tap test. The idea there is like you're you're walking down the street, you see something and is it interesting enough that you would tap your friend on the shoulder and say, "Hey, look over there. Look at that." That's kind of like like is there something in this this picture that you that you want to show other people that you want to draw other people's attention to. So nowadays I'm kind of trying to keep that more in mind and
0: right. yeah. I like that, actually, the shoulder tap. For me, that's like saying it's an aha moment because a good picture will grab you. It will instantly grab you. And, you know, back in the day when there were like photo salons, and I don't know if you remember this or if you know, but Kodak used to be in Toronto. Kodak had a factory on Black Creek Drive. I'm not sure if you know that. No idea. And they used to have weekly photo salons. That's what they called them, or photo saloons, however you want to pronounce it. But they did that weekly. And one of the things that a lot of the photographers who would attend, I was one of those photographers that would go quite regularly, you know, does this photo grab your attention? And when you're judging a photo, you know, that's kind of one of the things that's in their, you know, in their mentality. They're like, well, does this photo draw me? And do I look at it for more than whatever, four or five seconds, whatever that is, whatever that number is. And if it doesn't, it just kind of gets pushed aside. <laughs> right and they go on to the next one. So that's kind of interesting. I like that. I've never heard of that. A double tap you said, right? A tap yeah, or no, tap yeah. on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I never it's heard a, of that.
1: It's a, it's, a, it's a neat kind of like shorthand hand to, to keep in mind. And it's broad enough that, you know, maybe the thing that you want to draw someone's attention to is, uh, you know, an interesting color, or an interesting shadow or something about the, the, the picture more aesthetically. Or maybe it's something about the people in it and the story that's happening cut kind of go either way.
0: And so that's Sean Tucker that you got that from.
1: Yes, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What other photographers do you follow or have you turned to for, let's say, education or inspiration?
1: Uh, Well, I I subscribe to Inspired Eye. So it's a a monthly theme. So it's uh, entirely online and it's entirely about street photography. They do uh, so they do monthly issues and they feature I think four or five uh, photographers from all around the world um, in each issue and they include not only their photos but also an interview with them so I kind of like that because it gives you more insight into into their process into their background that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah and and I like that also because uh, it's diverse you know it gives you more perspectives kind of more variety and you know not not that there's anything wrong with following individual photographers either, but I kind of like to broaden the field.
0: when so when you're on the streets photographing do you give preference over one subject matter to the next and what i mean by that is let's say you're on the street and you see something like a child holding a balloon and you know an interesting way or what have you and then you see for example someone cooking you know duck in through a window you know you kind of hinted that you look for something that's unusual do you but is there something that in the back of your mind you're kind of like on the lookout for like if i see this i've got to grab a shot of it do you, do you, do you have that kind of back and forth with yourself.
1: I don't think I really go out um, with a preconceived notion of what I want to find, because uh, I'm kind of afraid that, you know, it, it limits you maybe a little bit too much. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're gung-ho on finding one specific thing, maybe you'll, you'll miss other things that are around. Just uh, in the past couple of months or so, I would say, um, I have found myself finding kind of more pictures of children and finding a lot of those to be quite interesting. I find kids, they, they, they don't have poker face all of their expression is very much front and center. You can see exactly like what they're, what they're thinking, what they're feeling like right uh, on their face. I find that very uh, captivating, very interesting. And, you know, as I mentioned, because I'm a young white woman, it's maybe not as difficult for me to take the pictures of children on the street as it would be, you know, for someone who, who isn't in my position. So I'm definitely quite lucky to have that. Um, so, yeah. So um, um, I, I, I- Yeah, like to, me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say it but yeah unfortunately I
0: think yeah yeah well I mean you don't even know what I look like but trust me if I was to try to take a picture of a kid it, it gets dicey at times I tell yeah. you <laughs> yeah I've actually had that happen once why are you taking a picture of my kid I'm sorry I'm sorry you know don't beat me up don't call the police whatever I'm <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, like it's, it's understandable that there, there, there can be a, a lot of sensitivity there. I get that. But
0: I think the important thing to note, and I will throw this out there to the audience, I find that no matter what happens on the street, always keep a level head and don't overreact to their reaction, right? If someone's going to be upset with you and they're going to be rude with you and they're even threatening, the best thing you can do to calm a fire is to just put some water on it. So there's no point. in trying to fight fire with fire that's what i always believe just keep a calm demeanor and just try to explain it to them calmly what you're doing if you know you have to if it gets to that i find that in most cases that does work and it does diffuse the situation and in most cases I've ended up getting emails from people and they're like oh can you email that to me right or if it's a film camera (laughs) that I'm using unfortunately I can't show them the image but they're like but I tell them I scan it that's the way I I work I'm what they call well it's what we used to call a hybrid shooter the early 90s so mid 90s I guess when when digital started coming out anyways that's what we were doing guys that were shooting film photography were getting scanners and we would take our negatives and we put them into scanners and we would develop digital copies that's what I found has happened with me it's just you know in most cases people will understand
1: I think that's really good advice and and I've also heard the advice to have either your Instagram profile or your Flickr profile or whatever uh, open on your phone and ready to show people yeah so you can sort of show them that you're legit (laughs) and you do this for artistic reasons not nefarious reasons
0: yeah I should have mentioned that as well because I have done that (laughs) So when you're shooting, I mean, you're in Toronto and when you go out, do you like, do you go around your neighborhood or do you go to parts of the city or how do you venture out?
1: I try to go to um, events. I'm finding, uh, especially this, this past summer, I did a lot of festivals, that kind of thing. I find the photography in that kind of situation to be quite easy because there's already tons of people all around taking pictures. Yeah. One more person doesn't stand out.
0: <laughs> so you're cheating
1: bit but I also think I mean that it just provides so much opportunity people having fun together you know it's just uh, I love the vibe the the joy so so I've done salsa on St. Clair I did this summer taste of the Danforth I've gone down to uh to the island Toronto Island so that that's kind of what I do I uh because I I have gone out on the street just kind of aimlessly wandering around and uh it's a little more hit or miss
0: (laughs) I do events too uh for the simple reason that it's packed There's people, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And for me, street photography is all about photographing people. That's what it is. That's, you know, everybody has slightly different definitions of street photography. Um, My definition is I like photographing people in their everyday life uninterrupted. I try to be as invisible as possible. I find that festivities are good because they are usually in their moment, whether they're dancing or cooking or walking with their family, like they're in their moment and, and they're not paying attention to people like you you with a camera.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and you know what? You can get really interesting pictures too. You mentioned Salsa on St. Clair. That's actually an event that I've done and I have walked away with some really nice images that I could say I'm proud of. Festivities are great because it does kind of give you that blanket, if you will, a little bit of a cushion between, you know, as opposed to, it's a little different as opposed to, let's say, if you were to photograph somewhere on the streets of Toronto or the streets of any city for that matter, and you're just like one-on-one with a subject there's probably two people around you and that's it (laughs) but i'm sure you understand what i'm saying it's a different dynamic
1: yeah, it's a lot easier to hide. <laughs> but that doesn't make it lesser, you know? I I don't think that there's necessarily any sort of uh, moral superiority to to doing it the hard way. It's impressive for sure, and I have huge respect for people who can do that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that that the that the uh the pictures that you can get in a in a festival or a crowd situation are are lesser.
0: No, absolutely not. Trust me, listen, I I've, I've done festivals, so I can relate. When you're going out, do you find yourself going out for the whole day? Do you like to break it up where you do a couple of hours one day because maybe you're getting tired or creatively you're drained or like how are you, do you have good endurance when you go out there? Can you go all day? Do you you know, do you break it up?
1: I would say I go out for about maybe 2 or 3 hours at a time. And for me, I think it's not so much the um the endurance or getting tired or or, or getting bored of it or anything. For me, it's that the more I'm out there, the more I'm like just dying to get home and start editing these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to, like, get my hands on this right, right. light room and, like, you know, get get started, like, see what I got here. Like, I think I got some, some good pics, but you don't really know for sure till til you're home and you can see it uh, on your laptop screen. So, so for me, I'm like, I basically go out until I, like, I can't stand it anymore and then I have to, to run home and start editing.
0: Yeah, so, and I can appreciate that excitement because when I look at your Instagram feed, I really like the consistency of your post work. I'm looking at your images. I'm just scrolling here on your Instagram feed. And the color images, for example, you have some black and white here as well, but predominantly they're they're color. And I can see that throughout all these images in color, there is a common feel. You've done a, a certain sort of editing to your color images and they're very, quite beautiful, actually. I love the tone Thank and the subtleness in them. Um, I just, like, I'm looking at them and they're just, whatever you're doing, to them. The tone, the color, the rendering, it's just unique. It's you, right? It's your signature. You're definitely putting your signature on your work. And the same is true with your black and white. So now I've, you know, come across a patch of your black and white images. They too are consistent in the way you've been editing them. I can tell that. I can appreciate why you're excited because when you get back and, you know, you you get these kind of results out of your post-production, it's like, wow. I'm looking at the image here of a girl, of a little girl, and she's got her hands up and there's bubbles everywhere, a little boy beside her, maybe her little brother. I just love that image. And so can you talk about this image? Like, where were you and and how did you come across this moment? Can you talk about it?
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad you like it because it's one of my favorites. It's actually my desktop background at work. Ha, <laughs> ha, Really? Wow, yeah. okay, I'm good. So I, 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 I get to see it every day when I'm at work. So so this is one of the ones from South Saint Clair. I was out at the festival, there was this bubble machine going, and it really took a couple of tries to to find one that I was really happy with because you would imagine that a bubble machine would be would be very picturesque, but the reality of it sometimes not quite so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I used the um what do you call it? The the repeating function on the on the camera where you hold down the, the, the shutter button and it takes like a couple of pictures per second. Yeah, so I find that to be a really, you know, <laughs> convenient way to, to capture the right moment. This particular one, I also liked it a little bit because of the the mystery like you can't really see her face you can see that she's she looks very i would say whimsical maybe i think there's like some imagination in the photo um i like that about it and i also like that there was like a little bit of anonymity both to uh to her and to the, the little kid beside beside her
0: if i can just add to that when i look at this image I also see something else. I see the mind of a child. So there's people sitting at a table in the background and they're blurred out. But what I like about it is they're adults. They're doing their thing. You know, they're in their adult world. And here's a little girl having fun with bubbles. And it just shows you the mind of a child and how innocent she is and how much fun she's having. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's kind of what I see. And, and the fact that you said it was a an actual bubble machine that was blowing these bubbles out, I thought maybe it was just a parent blowing them out. Um, you know, I didn't think it was an actual machine that was doing it. So that's something that's nice to know. Yeah, I just, like I said, that's what really grabs me is the, you know, it's the fact that she's acting her age. She's acting like a child. She's an innocent girl.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: And behind her you've got adults.
1: It's a different world. Two two different roles in the same picture
0: exactly and that's what i really like about it so beautiful image and i uh, you know just for our audience a lot of sophie's images are storytelling type images they're very thought out whether you know that or whether you intended that they're they're very well done because they have that element of a story and a little bit of mystery and i think that's important in street photography and in photography in general but i like that i mean i look at a lot of your images and i see that i see you know Wow, well, like here, you know, here's another picture with, you know, a lady picking at flowers. And anyways, the composition is is such that I'm like, wow, you know, I have questions about this and questions about that. And I won't get into that one. But, you know, I, I just wanted to let the audience know, the listeners know that if they go and look at your feed, it's very, very good work.
1: That's, that's extremely kind of you to say. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I know. You're very welcome. And I think that what's even more impressive to me is, you know, you've, you've, you've said that you've only really started since COVID happened, correct? Yeah. What I'm really excited about for you is you're really on a on a journey and it's only just started for you and I can see you as you mature as a photographer as a street photographer you're going to get a lot better you will it's just it's you know it's just common sense and you are finding your style you know you are finding yourself as a street photographer and I think you'll find you'll see that as you go on with the genre you learn more things and that's just part and parcel of growing with the uh, with the art form so good on you I really you know for someone who's only been doing it since COVID. Um, you've been doing an excellent job, you know, and I can actually see the the transition from your earlier pictures on your Instagram feed to your current pictures. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I, 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 the lower I scroll, the more I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't like these quite as much anymore as I used to. But then uh, it's also nice to see, you know, like you were saying, the development. You know, I, I thought about maybe getting rid of some of old, those older pictures that I don't really, you know, that don't really speak to me as much anymore. Sometimes when I'm feeling uh, not very creative or not very inspired, then then I can see kind of how far I've come so far, and and it kind of re inspires me. Again.
0: So what's one tip that you can share with the audience? What's one thing that besides your tap on the shoulder, what's one thing that you really learned and you really welcomed and you would share that with others?
1: I've seen a, you know, kind of a subgenre of photography that can maybe be described as something like young women existing there, there's a lot of pictures out there of uh, people hanging out in public, not doing very much. And in my personal opinion, there's so much more to see. Like there, there's more like maybe they're looking in an interesting direction. You know, maybe they're, they're dressed in an interesting way. If I were to maybe give a tip, I would say, you know, l- look for people doing something <laughs> or having an expression <laughs> right. or, or, you know. Like don't photograph like the that.
0: person holding the phone all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like, I mean, of course, like it's a sign of the times, and uh, maybe to a certain uh, extent, it's, it's inevitable. But yeah, actually, maybe I might maybe um backtrack on that a little bit because they could be holding a phone and they could have like an, a very surprised look on their face, or they're holding a phone and they're like, they look like they're angry at it, and that I think is 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 worthwhile because that makes you think like, well, what's on that phone?
0: Well, just to be clear, I meant people that were just looking at their phone because trust me, I see a lot of people that just look at their phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I
0: see a lot of photographers taking pictures of people just looking at their phones. And trust me, there's nothing interesting in that moment when I'm witnessing that. So that's what I'm talking about. Now, exactly. if they are looking at their phone and someone's throwing a rock at them, okay, that's that's different, right? Or, you yeah. know, a, a kid is vomiting on the mom's back and she's looking at the phone. Yeah, that's pretty funny and hilarious and maybe picture-worthy. But I'm talking about the standard look at the phone. <laughs> You know, nothing else to it.
1: Blank expression.
0: Yeah, exactly. going on. (laughs) So let's just be clear about that, okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah, those are very, I mean, they can work in in very, very exceptional circumstances. Like maybe there's an interesting background or something else about the shot that's interesting. But there's a lot of those and and most of them are not that interesting.
0: So Sophie, um, we're coming up to the end of the show here. And I just wanted to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners, where can they reach you? Where can they see your work?
1: Um, Well, right now, uh, I really only post on Instagram. I don't I don't use any other media at the moment. Um, So my Instagram is just my first name dot last name. So it's Sophie S O P H I E dot R O G O W S K A.
0: I'll have the links down in the show notes below. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciated our conversation, and I'm really excited for you. I I can't tell you how excited I am for you, being a new photographer. Your work is exceptional. You're really growing in the craft, and I just want to encourage you to continue. I
1: really appreciate your encouragement. It means a lot, And, and this conversation was a lot of fun.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sophie. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to follow and highly rate the show as it allows me to continue creating more content for you, my awesome listeners. Also, don't forget to join us next week as new episodes are added on Fridays. Until next time, keep walking and keep clicking. This is Mark Rossi. Bye for now.